Hello, welcome to Mikey Pod Podcast, episode 235. We're live at the Crane Theater, as you heard. Oh my god, you guys are amazing. <laughs> you guys are so good. Uh, my name is Michael Heron. I'm a composer, pianist, electronic musician, storyteller, and activist based in New York City. And as such, I have some pretty diverse tastes in things. So on this podcast, you could hear guests ranging from activists, musicians, pastors, authors, whatever else strikes my fancy. I've been sending this podcast to your ears for almost 12 years. Uh, July 4th will be the 12th anniversary of this podcast. <laughs> what? And if you'd like to learn more about me, uh, stop by my website, michaelheron.com. Hit me up on social media. This feels so weird to do it when there are people standing here. <laughs> Hit me up on social media everywhere. You can get out your phone right now and, and add me, at Michael Heron, pretty much everywhere. Uh, or email MikeyPod at gmail.com. This is a special episode for the Queerly Festival. Thank you all for being here. And um, we talked about Pride already. Uh, you, who, did we all go to the march? Many people? It was like, I was super inspired by how uh, full of resistance it was. There was a lot of like fight in this in this march and I was super psyched about it. Um, going on tour soon, next week, next Wednesday, I go to Texas uh, to start my show, The Animal Show. It's a tour I'll be doing all summer long. Um, I'm gonna say, if you're listening to the podcast, you can come see it, but no one here is gonna be in Texas or California. If you are, please <laughs> come and see these shows. Um, I've got a story to tell you guys. Let me pull it up. Uh, this year I experimented with uh, some new way of uh, releasing material and I made a zine. It's called Glorious and um, there it is. And uh, so I, I wrote this story and, and it's about, what well, you'll hear, it's about someone in my life that doesn't really need to hear the story so I didn't want to post it on, <laughs> so I didn't want to post it on uh, social media. <laughs> but now, the, anyway, uh, so here's the story. <clears throat> it's called Glorious. I really love the barbershop where I get my hair cut. It's a combination barbershop and speakeasy in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, naturally. It's a very male place, so, though I know it's frequented by some folks who don't identify as such. The barber who is my guy at this shop is a 30-something-year-old named Paul. I think of him as a kid, which is strange because he's clearly not. I'm only 10 years his senior. Something about hitting 40 made me start assuming I would now be the oldest person in any room. <clears throat> Paul has tattoos, a wife, two sons, and is a former wannabe pro skateboarder from Long Island. He's handsome and funny, and I love the way his, he loves my glorious beard. His glorious is his word, not mine. Paul always greets me with one of those, you know what, I'm gonna grab a music stand. <laughs> Thanks for the reinforcement. Uh, Paul always greets me with one of those straight guy handshakes, really robust and manly. He's genuinely happy to see me every time. I can tell. He likes me. What are we doing today, he always asks as he ties the cape behind my neck. We're a couple of years into our relationship now, so he probably knows I'll trust him and follow his lead, but he asks anyway. I mean, there was one time when he suggested we do a skin fade, like really tight on the sides, and I had a visceral reaction against this idea. By my next visit, though, I knew Paul had been right all along, and we went for it. And now it's my usual thing. My hairline went from widow's peak to, oh no, it's definitely receding by the time I hit 25. So I've had some time to get used to the fact that I would not be among the haired for long. Come on, Paige. 
Still, I can be a little thrown off by how bald I look when my head is shaved. During the last year of my time with Amy, my former Reiki and flower essence healing hairdresser who I met at an archetypal performance art workshop, also in Brooklyn, <laughs> I, I started each appointment with the question, is it time to just shave it off? Look how thin it is up here. Is it, is it sad yet? I mean, just tell me when it's time to shave my head. I'm so okay with it. Each time she would assure me, no, I can still do something cute with this until it was time and we started just clipping it almost to the scalp. During one of my appointments, Amy suggested that I could probably just go to a barber shop and get the same thing done with a lot less money. She assured me that we could still be friends and see each other even if she wasn't cutting my hair. For someone who avoids relationships with gusto, I guess I have a history of a deep attachment to people who touch my head. Luckily, Amy sensed this and approached the conversation with gentleness and care. And that's when I found Paul. Surprisingly, I only recently realized that I might have a crush on Paul. I knew I appreciated the monthly intimacy with a handsome guy, and these monthly visits probably had a lot to do with the fact that my man whore habit has pretty much become nil. I always knew that my sessions with male escorts, this part I'm like, please laugh at this. <laughs> I always knew that my sessions with male escorts were less about sex and more about pretending for an hour that a hot guy wanted to roll around in the sheets with me. I mean, I didn't mind getting jerked off by said hot guy, but a trip to the barber shop is much cheaper and arguably more respectable, depending. There's no arguing the fact that a shave and a haircut is an intimate exchange. It's a good hour of close physical proximity, conversation, and care. And my life is largely spent without intimacy. That could sound kind of sad, but as much as I want to sometimes work up some self-pity about this fact, my long-term singlehood is my choice, and I'm signed on to it for better or worse, at least for now. So things like haircuts and visits to the urgent care center for stitches when I fell and got a piece of glass embedded in my hand, well, those are lovely moments of intimacy for me. <laughs> I recoil from the thought of care from a significant other, but being cared for in a barbershop, a hooker's boudoir, or a hospital, those I'll allow. My subconscious, though, had some different ideas. A few weeks ago, I woke up with the uncomfortable realization that I had just had a sex dream about my barber, Paul. Now, it wasn't a wet dream, thank God, but I still found myself laying there in this puddle of shame, like somehow I had betrayed our brotherly barbershop bond by dreaming about touching our dicks together. This actually happened when I was a kid. One of my best friends in sixth grade was this boy named Chuck. We were still young enough to be friends even though he was on the handsome football player track and I was on the awkward choir kid track. We didn't know yet that our social standing was about to be vastly different, so I was spending the night at his house. After his mom tucked us in and closed the door, it was quiet for a minute. Then he whispered up to my perch on his top bunk, wanna rub weenies? Intrigued, I responded, what? <laughs> Do you want to rub weenies? I guess, what do I do? Come down here and I'll show you. So I climbed down the ladder and got into bed with him. It seemed forbidden, but even at the time, I thought it was kind of dumb. I laid on top of him and we rubbed weenies. <laughs> I don't think either of us even got hard, and in spite of the fact that he grew into an extremely handsome man, the whole rubbing weenies thing with him is kind of lost on me. I don't quite remember what happened next, and I don't think we ever spoke about that again. Even though I found this dream of bone dancing with my barber so embarrassing, I still felt compelled to tell some friends about it. Maybe I was looking for a way to get some affirmation, and truly, this dream was my first sexual encounter in longer than I care to admit. I guess I was sort of proud I had finally gotten laid, even if it was just a dream. 
I was chatting with my friend Ben about it, and he asked the requisite, did you fuck him? No, I replied, aghast. Oh, he fucked you? No? Wait, you're freaking out about this sex dream in which there was no sex? Did you at least blow each other or something? No, I said laughing. We weren't even naked in the dream, now that I think about it. I think we were just hanging out and talking on my bed. Girl, that is not a sex dream. That shit is boring. <laughs> yeah. So that was it. Even my dreamed sexual encounters leave something to be desired, it seems. Paul still cuts my hair every few weeks, and though it seemed weird going in there the first time after the dream, we got right to the business of clipping and laughing about our various escapades since my last visit. It's nice. We have a routine now, and though my desired beard length changes with the seasons, he generally knows what I like. The older and more set in my ways I become, I appreciate this kind of occasional intimacy more than ever. If I do get around to going back to therapy, I'll probably discover the cause of my sexual anorexia. That's what a well-meaning friend diagnosed me with last year. But in the meantime, I love the safety of being cared for somewhat regularly by a human being I enjoy. I love the touch of the haircut and danger of the straight razor shave. And most of all, I love paying 50 bucks plus tip and walking out the door alone. Until the next time. Thank you. Every time, every time I heard someone walk in, I was like, I hope that's not Paul. Is Paul here? Wait, he's not. Hi, Paul. Oh, I love it. All right, so we're going to get on with our first guest. Uh, he's a composer, lyricist, book writer, producer, educator, and performer. He's a proud recipient of an American Theatre Wing Jonathan, Jonathan Larson Grant for his music and lyrics. He has been praised as one of today's most exciting contemporary musical theatre writers whose songs are abound with charm and a warm delicacy by BroadwayWorld.com. Please welcome Joel B. New. Maybe you can talk into the, or do you want to go to your mic? Should I love these moments. Here? Sit. <laughs> Sit over here. Oh, hey guys. Little, we're having many interviews in between the artists, and this is what that's going to be like. Because we're doing it now. It's happening um, right so now. You're watching it. We have so many things. We have so many things. <laughs> Including podcasting. You yes, also do a podcast. I do indeed. Uh, tell us about it. Uh, well, I have a podcast called Something New. And, and I'm in the middle of my fifth year doing that. Um, I'm not at 12 yet. But five you know, is but good. Thank you. They, they usually fizzle you. really quick. So they do. They do. But I'm a Taurus. I'm real stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep doing it. It's a, it's a musical theater podcast. I'm a musical theater writer kind of by trade, I guess. And uh, what I do is I interview other theater artists that also do something else. So we talk about, I talk to performers who also like coach dialects or have taken up photography or started a theater company. And we talk about how saying yes to those impulses and never no um, makes you a stronger artist in all the different realms that you, uh, that you practice your art in and makes you a better, well-rounded human. And then, and then I write a song for them and then they sing at the end. So. Yes, and it's an original yeah. song every episode, right? Every episode. That's amazing. <laughs> What's that like? Do, do, is it, I find with writing and creating stuff, I, having a deadline makes me do the thing. Absolutely. That That's one of the reasons I started the podcast was to like have this accountability of like, so-and-so is coming over, better have a song done. And they bring so much to it because um, the song is often inspired by like their vocal abilities, their vocal preferences, um, or sometimes it's a little bit about their job. I had a casting director on the show and I wrote a song called You Just Ain't My Type. And so, you know, you just oh, kind of nice. 
play with that, and it's fun. Oh, it's, yeah. that's really cool. So you get like inspiration about what the song's going to be from the person you know is going to be singing it. Yeah, sometimes if I can't find the inspiration from anywhere else. I love it. Thanks. All right. So would you like to do some songs today? Sure. Why Thank not? You. I have a ukulele right here. All right. I'm going to do my first one. All right. I'm out of here. Thank you. Thanks. Hello. Hello. Great. It's a hot mic. Um, thank you. Uh, let's see. This is, uh, I wrote this for the podcast, so, um, let's just see how this goes. It's in tune-ish, right? Fading hipster, why so blue? I thought you knew. Your lifestyle is that of a temporary tattoo. Fading hipster, I never interfered. But maybe it's time you sheared off that ironic faux hawk and beard. Time to hit the thrift store and exchange that Cosby sweater. You ought to know better. Seriously, you should probably know better at this point. <laughs> Mistrial. Fading hipster. Can't you see? You've gone about it all wrong. If you don't stop soon, it won't be long till you're writing an ukulele song like me. Ukulele. That's how it's actually pronounced. But you already knew that, didn't you? I know it sounds intriguing going paleo or vegan. No sales in life and fa are final, even Taylor Swift on vinyl. Listen to my warning, though I'm sure it's more likely to compel you to do the opposite. Wait, what, what did I just tell you? How is it you're wearing the Cosby sweater now? I can't, I can't, I can't. Oh, you're so lucky I'm juicing. <laughs> Fading hipster, I set you free. Embrace your nonconformist style. You're still young, you got a while Till you're stuck in denial like me And because I own my denial, it means I'm not really in denial And you're not allowed to deny that Thank you Thanks guys, you're so nice um, That's Fading Hipster uh, let's see. I wrote that on the ukulele. It's fun also to like pick up new instruments um, and find out what you would write on that, because I couldn't have written that on piano, I don't think. A little tip. Uh, this is another song I wrote for the podcast called uh, Getting Lost in Brooklyn, because uh, I just moved there recently, and I get lost. Because that's where the theater people went 
I moved over to Manhattan when I couldn't pay the rent. But now I guess, but now I know I was always sort of meant to live in Brooklyn. up all my things except for what I plan to sell. I paid someone else to clean the place, then bid a fond farewell. I took the one, then took the cue. Damn it, where, oh where the hell do I live in Brooklyn? I almost never know where I am going. If it weren't for Google Maps, I just collapse and fall apart. All I know is I'm gonna get really, really lost in Brooklyn. But if knowing's half the battle, it's a start. It's awful when you can't tell north from south or east from west. You try everything, but still you're overwhelmed and super stressed. You tell your friends they act surprised, but you know they're all impressed. You move to Brooklyn. my friends in Inwood and I wonder how they are. I sit around all moody playing songs on my guitar. I ask them to come visit me and they say, Joel, it's so far now that you're in Brooklyn. I almost never know where I am going. Party set for one, please don't make fun, I'll fall apart. All I know is I'm starting to feel really, really lost in... Don't they say it's all about the journey? That's not been my experience at all. Whoever said that didn't know my situation Why not tell me where to start And then the sin and then the destination And help me to remember that a train Can occasionally I walk around like my sense of direction's never wrong But I somehow always get there It may take me twice as long At least I'm going somewhere Unlike this song about Brooklyn Oh no Wait for it Oh no, I, I, got, I got lost. It's, and this is funny, it's not as bad or scary as I like to make it sound. And the view is kind of beautiful when I get turned around. Let's not forget to not forget the someone I found. I almost never know where I am going. Turn left instead of right That's when there might be a delay 
All I know is I'd like to get really, really lost in Brooklyn. Getting lost in Brooklyn in a whole new way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's a fun one. Um, when I can find my place. It's ironic that I got lost during the song, right? That was not staged. It was, was not staged. <laughs> um, I'm gonna move over to that, mi that mic now, again. Oh my gosh. We're doing it. Hi. It's another podcast song. Holy crap, I don't remember it. We got this. Yes. I ain't the type to rush into things, but the way you do things to me. It's 4 a.m. and I'm all wired. Have you gotten tired of me? I'm, I am texting, you're not texting, so I'm texting again. Not to be intrusive, why are you so elusive? It's downright abusive. This ain't how a boyfriend acts, when it's love you free it, and when it ain't so be it. This is love, can't you see it? It's like you got cataracts. Don't you know I'm crazy for you? Crazy for you. I've memorized your voicemail greeting. You're already cheating on me. Don't make me track your phone to find you. Who's that guy behind you? It's me. I'm just kidding that I'm kidding. That's me kidding again. <laughs> Not to be intrusive. Why are you so elusive? It's downright abusive. This ain't how a boyfriend acts When it's love you free it And when it ain't so be it But this is love, can't you see it? It's like you got cataracts Don't you know I'm crazy For you Crazy For you should probably hate you, but I don't use the word hate. If you're not careful, I'll cancel our first date. JK, JK, I, I would never do that. I love you. Not to be intrusive, why are you so elusive? It's downright abusive. 
This ain't how a boyfriend acts When it's love you free it When it ain't so be it But this is love, can't you see it? It's like you got cataracts Don't you know I'm crazy For you Crazy for you Don't you know I'm crazy for you Crazy for you. Sound like that. There it is. <laughs> found it. I found that tonic. Thank you. Thank you. Um, let's see. One more? Are we good? For one more? Let's do it. Uh, let's see. Do we want something? Sweet and do we want something sweet or do we want something sour? Sour. Sour. Oh, 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 oh. That was definitive. That was definitive. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> so that's what the, that's what you're gonna hear. Um, this is oh this is political. This is my response. This is my musical response to all the terrible gun violence that is happening. Sorry to end with this, um, but it's. Um, it's actually it's actually a new song that I wrote for my podcast that's out on iTunes today. Um, I interviewed this lovely actress, photographer, producer, writer, all the things. Her name is Nadia Quinn, and um, and I wrote this song for her, um, which is on something new, which you can download wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you get Mikey Pod. Um, yeah, and thank you so much for having me on this. This is such a such a joy. Um, thank you for having me. Uh, this is I play with words, not guns. Shoot the moon, shoot the stars, shoot the things we love, they were never really ours. Burst the bubble and pop the balloon, what are you waiting for? Shoot the moon, kill the lights, come unglued. Kill the things we fear Until at last we've killed the mood Seems romantic To sing the same tune What are you waiting for? Shoot the moon We were over the moon We'll explain unrehearsed And everyone knows Stars are always shooting first it may take some time for the world to come around But one day we'll be heroes for standing our ground Right? Take a stand Make a mark Why not take a shot in the safety of the dark? Do it quickly, the dawn's breaking soon What are we waiting for? What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Shoot the
Thank you. That's Joel B. New. Yeah, Joel. And just to say it again, the podcast is called Something New. You can find it iTunes, all the places, Stitcher, all the places. It's just at all of them. Um, two things I forgot to say. One is the bar is open throughout the show. Is that right? The bar is open back there, yeah? Yeah, okay, cool. So you're welcome to go up and get drinks. I was like, I didn't want to direct people to go do a thing that wasn't actually happening. Uh, and that zine that I, wrote, I read, I forgot to self-promote. Um, if you join my Patreon page, you can get a copy of the zine. Patreon.com slash Michael Heron. Thank you for indulging me on that. Next up, we have... I, I made that sound too much like the person was supposed to walk up. <laughs> Let me try that again. My next guest. <laughs> it's my demon sister. It's the magic circle where Robert Rowan Conroy makes music, art, content, etc. Is that right? That's it. <laughs> Etc. It is likewise the pentagram in which he collaborates with other musician, magicians, musicians, artists, performers, spirits of inspiration, etc. There's a lot of etcs in here. <laughs> I love it. You're like, yeah, there are. <laughs> it is a zone of glamour. Robert appears regularly at Joe's Pub with a loser's lounge, is the chanteuse for Misty Roses, and is one half of the pop musical Gorilla special guest stars. Please welcome... Robert Conroy, my demon sister. You like that mic, yeah? I like this mic. It's got a nice effect on it. It's time for our mini interview, Robert. Oh, goodo. So you have a lot coming up, and I was going to, like, say, list it, but I think it's better for you to tell us what's coming up. Uh, well, there's uh, the first Mind of Demon Sister uh, EP is available on Bandcamp. And we're in the midst of recording, uh, so go to Bandcamp and My Demon Sister, and you'll find it. And Who played the piano on that? It's like I, it's really shocking. <laughs> but someone named Michael Heron oh, played the piano. <laughs> uh, on the, that. It's a really great EP. I'm sorry, I'm totally interrupting your response. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's. Uh, can you say? It? Sorry. <laughs> well, it's really the first thing that you know. The first My Demon Sister record, ironically, what came out of at the end of the process of kind of uh, uh, of uh, Missy Roses which was my previous project with Johnny Pearl a wonderful musician in London um, I, I just started working on uh, these covers of broadcast songs so it's two songs by broadcast which was an amazing band if you don't you know anybody out there if you don't have everything by broadcast you gotta they're just they were amazing and it, um, uh, and a, and a tremendous band that's, uh, of course, doesn't exist anymore because you know, the vocalist Trish Keenan died tragically um, at a very young age. I think she was 42 when she passed away. And so it's kind of my tribute to them and to how much of their music meant to me. And uh, so that, and uh, also, uh, as I said, I, I, I have a project with uh, a lovely gentleman named Mike Grimes, who I call Magda because he's the, uh, he is the spirit of the least talented Gabor, Gabor sister. Um, and <laughs> he channels the least talent, and that says a lot, the least talented Gabor sister. And um, uh, it's called Special Guest Stars. And the first track, well, I'm going to do a version of it tonight, is called a uh, track we co-wrote with Little Annie, who's a pretty amazing performer. And that will be seeing the light of day, hopefully, by September. 
And again, that'll be on Bandcamp. So, and I'm, we're, we're beginning what will be the first My Demon Sister record. So, yeah, we're, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to get this <laughs> shit together. <laughs> I love it. That's what we're all doing. Um, well, let's go ahead and get to it. I'm trying to put okay. this stand the way I would I like to, it needs to be. ask to come to the stage, Mr. Damon Smith, an amazing musician, Mr. Damon Smith, ladies and gentlemen. So, um... My Demon Sister is kind of the clearinghouse for the stuff I do. So this is a song I did as part of Misty Roses. It's from an album called Villainous, which um, is available <laughs> tonight. I'll give you one. Um, it's also on, uh, you know, get gettable on iTunes and whatnot, the usual digital services that you young people procure your music on. Uh, this is a song... Uh, it's about that feeling you have when you're having a horrible dream and you wake up and you're um, so glad it was a dream. Um, it's inspired by the last shot in the film Suspiria. And uh, it's borrowing a lot from strange horror films from, it, from Italy in the late 1960s. Films by Dario Argento and Mario Bava. And it's called Mario and Dario. have abated for a while for a while for a my dear it's raining and the haunted castles fall in flames and yes my dear you're breathing those carrion crows fly over your shoulder baby watch them fill the sky while nearby House of Usher smolders, red hot ruins, spit sparks at the storm. And down, 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 
below the wreckage Mario and Dario are hatching rooks and ravens rampant raise wire sharp they'll gather blood soaked black and lurid yellow so come on smile my darling Come on, darling, smile, smile, smile. The nightmares have abated for a Thanks a lot. I have to hydrate after that. Damon Smith, ladies and gentlemen. Isn't that fucking amazing? Okay. So we... Through the loser's lounge, he said, running, there's a stage here. I'm so happy. There's like a stage, man. I can walk back. I can like... You know, prowl around, swan it up. Um, there, uh, I, as Michael mentioned, I've been lucky enough to be part of the Losers Lounge for a while now. Through that, I have met the amazing Anna Kofa Cabana, an amazing uh, performer, writer, singer, director. Am I hitting them all? <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> That's loud. Um, I recently got to see Justin Vivian Bond and she had her lyrics in front of her the whole show so if it's good enough for her it's good enough for me motherfucker um, they, uh, so Anna hi Anna's here and Anna's on that EP that Michael played on called Echo's Answer, uh, and this is a broadcast song called Echo's Answer.
in invisible time I am next in line la, the message la, sent la, was of discontent from incline to incline for us to have Anna Copacabana on stage and not ask her to sing a song just as Anna Copacabana. <laughs> so with that in mind... I'm Anna Copacabana, I'm from Australia. <laughs> um, yeah, from the sublime to the ridiculous, I guess. Um, this is... Okay. <laughs> Um, can you hear that? Mm. Yeah, what? I don't know, it's suddenly, maybe my battery's running <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. You can? Yeah, I mean, cool Oh, how weird. It's usually way louder. Huh. Maybe it doesn't like... I don't know if I can play it. Oh. It was working in sound check. What kind of battery do you need? Uh, you 
know I need a screwdriver as well. That's super weird. Uh, right, really? Right, you know, we'll, why don't we? Okay. I don't know. I'm handing we'll it to somebody. We'll see if we can fix it. Otherwise, we'll go that on to the next like number. So bizarre. Okay. Otherwise, we'll go on to the next. We'll number. keep going. We'll keep going. All right. <laughs> How mysterious. This is like theater in action. <laughs> this is real. This is like the living theater. We're in the East Village. It's the living theater. Anyway. Um, We're live. So Michael, uh, in his gracious interview earlier, mentioned that um, some of my other schemes and projects, and one of them is uh, a project called Special Guest Stars. And uh, that is... Um, four pieces of uh, music written by myself and my friend Michael Grimes. And we have been, uh, been honored and to have a close friend for, for us for a, quite a while is Little Annie. If you don't know Little Annie's records, go out and get them all. She's an amazing raconteur and chanteuse. Um, it's one of the best ladies. A proof that you can be a, a, a heterosexual woman and be an incredible queer artist simultaneously because she's just an incredible lady and just all things of gender and identity kind of fade before her brilliance. And uh, this is a classic Annie story, and this is the basis of this song. Um, I said to her at one point, didn't Sartre say, like, hell is other people? And Annie took a drag off her cigarette and said, darling, hell is a place where we call each other darling. And I was like, that's cold, woman. And she just said, it's bitchcraft. And that's where we get this song. Darling, 
Witchcraft. It goes with our hair The cool of our presence Igniting the air And the moths cluster around us Like moths to a dame And the cool of our presence Has set us aflame Bitchcraft like it before super superpowers so um, I wrote a song about uh, I write songs about okay um, I, I write songs about my experiences in New York and this is one of them walking around Midtown uh, it's called Midtown or Midtown everything in this song is true everything that was said to me in this song is true 
This is my word to your mother. Considering this kind of festival, we do a queer artist. Me being one as well, and <laughs> you know, whatnot. And so, that's not a good intro, Robert. But anyway, <laughs> um, they, uh, you know, Damon and I are talking really quick about the fact that, you know, all you young people who would get all of this stuff on the internet, which kind of annoys me. One of the great things about internet culture is people who did something beautiful and they kind of fell by the wayside, maybe because they only did an album or two, they're rediscovered and reappreciated. One of those people is uh, Judy Sill, 
who was an amazing singer-songwriter from the early 70s, had a really kind of tragic life, um, and, uh, but made two amazing albums, and this is from one of those albums, and it's both gorgeous and wonderful and romantic and sacrilegious all at once. And it's called Jesus Was Crossmaker. Sweet silver angels over the sea Please come on flying low for me One time I trusted a stranger Cause I heard his sweet song And he was gently enticing But I knew something's wrong And I turned He was gone Blinding me His song remains reminding me Abandoned and a heartbreaker. Oh, but Jesus was a cross maker. Sweet silver angels over the sea. Please come down, fly and low for me. He wages war with the devil, a pistol by his side. And though he chases him out windows and won't give him a place to hide, keeps his door open wide. Fighting him, he lights a lamp, inviting him. He Maker, sweet silver angels over the sea. Please come on, fly for me. I hear the thunder come rumbling. The light never looked so dim. I see the junction get nearer and dangers in the wind and every roads looking grim hide me I flee desire divide and me he's abandoned and a heartbreaker Thanks a lot. Damon Smith, Anna Copacabana.
Thank you, Michael Heron, for giving us this chance to perform. My demon sister. <laughs> I love saying that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, sir. Uh, that was fantastic. Thanks. Uh, we need to give a shout out to the hero who fixed the speak and say. Is that what that is? That was Ben Strothman, also known as Honey LeBronx, the vegan drag queen, who also has a podcast at BigFatVeganRadio.com. Right, Ben? Dot com. Dot com. Ben is the type of person to be like, sure, I've got batteries, screwdriver, got it. I'll take care of it. Be right back. So thank you. That's amazing. 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 Uh, not amazing is that I don't have my notes ready. Oh, <laughs> uh, can you can you run those off for me on a mimeograph? I'd like to have a mimeograph. <clears throat> my next guest. We're initially established. I'm realizing I never okayed this. Um, hodgepodge of an uh, intro I made for you guys, so please forgive me. <clears throat> I think it's okay, it came from your materials. Uh, my next guests were initially established as two queers in a ukulele, and have since grown into a popular duo that has performed at festivals, theaters, and a variety of established music venues. Their song cycles have been produced by Culture Project, Women Center, Stage Festival, Dixon Place, Poetic Theater Productions, Poetic License Festival, Judson Church, Magic Time, Bailout All-Stars. They have developed original content for Figment Festival, La Mama, Bowery Poetry Club, The Duplex, and multiple music venues throughout New York City, including Friends and Lovers and Pete's Candy Store. Please welcome Anna Kate with Charlize Francisco. Let's go. 
It's amazing, yeah. and y'all too. Yeah. Uh, so it, uh, I keep forgetting that we originally met teaching kids. Preschool. Yeah. Preschool. Maybe <laughs> yeah. At a place. At a place. Well, I know. I what a place places. that was. Yeah. Uh, but in other news, you are working on an album. You're, yeah. you're wrapping up we this are. week. It's in recording. Uh, it's probably going to be done in August. Yeah. We have about. Eight more days in the studio. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, Charisse is adding vocals on Friday. Yay! And uh, yesterday we brought in the brass and saxophones, and on Friday was were strings, and it's it's like a, it's past baby stage. It's starting to become like a teenager. That's amazing. And your your you guys have been playing for quite a while together. Two years? More than that? No, you know, we started out as a performance group, um, and uh, we have kept doing that, but at, um, we, we've, that's what you were talking about earlier in terms of, like, Dixon Place and yeah, La Mama yeah. and stuff like, and um, culture projects and stuff like that, um, which were really just kind of um, shout out to theater folk, um, just people who kind of said to us really early on like you guys both sing you have an evening you can do whatever you want which is so rare but it really opens you up creatively um and then we've we've been actually performing more as a musical group for the for the last like two years um yeah, so we're a six-piece yeah. band now yeah. uh, amazing yeah, but so now with the strings and the horns and everything you're adding in what yeah, is that experience like is it, i mean yeah. <laughs> probably mind-blowing i was like crying yesterday in the studio and because it's it's amazing when you create something and you always had this like end project and then there's all these like brilliant musicians who come in and share their musicianship with you and you're like yes this is this is how i always pictured my art and 
I mean, the end of this end project is just something. Uh, it's even beyond what we thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and on top of that, it's support. Like you have a, it's crowdfunded the album, yes. so you yeah. have this community of people behind you who are like, yes, make yeah, this thing, yes. and you're making it, and what yeah. a great experience. Yeah, we it's made our. Amazing. I think we made our goal in two weeks, which we were not expecting. And our media uh, person who helped us, uh, they were also not expecting that. So we had to like come up with like all this wording and like day three being like, it was supposed to be like 50% or 30%, but we had already reached 30, 50%. So we we're oh, so, so grateful. Like, it's been, oh, it's really, amazing. It was amazing we're, experience. Yeah, we're uh, mm. using a platform campaign thing called Pledge Music. Which also, like, ironically has, like, Willie Nelson on there. I'm like, Willie Nelson, I think you're fine. <laughs> but it's, it's, been, but it's, it's definitely been fun. It's like a, a new age of artists um, kind of demanding their own agency, right? So Yeah, so and then having part the... Of that. And having the opportunity to be independent and do what we yes, want to do. Yeah. yeah, the music industry is changing so quickly. So. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Judson, I want to talk about Judson Church yes. for a second because uh, like Judson has changed a lot of things for me as artist, mm. and you all too. I know yeah. you're Judson artist as well. Like, what? Where does Judson fit in with your Judson Memorial Church, historic uh, art supporting activist church in the West Village? For those who don't know, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, actually, the relationship starts with Kate. Yeah, I actually got involved with Judson on uh, like more of like an advocacy and activism basis. A lot of uh, groups I was working with, um, not surprisingly, meet at Judson. Mm -hmm. um, and then I started hearing about their awesome um, arts programming and met Micah through that. And um, Judson was one of those early places. Like I, I feel like I had a really lucky early experience as a young artist in New York where I just had some people who were like, we believe in you we believe in you, like, we don't believe in, we, we don't need to say, oh, I only believe in your project. They were just like, you have a night, you can do whatever you want. And talk about like a deadline, right? Like that was really great to have someone follow up with that. And then we've, we've kept on staying there and Micah has also really, um, that Judson has really revolutionized my idea of, of what it means to be like a member of a community and queer space and religion and all that kind of stuff so and it's also this great secular art space so it's kind of awesome yeah to put it lightly yeah <laughs> i'm so grateful for judson church because i'm actually atheist and uh -huh. i grew up very afraid of churches terrified of them and judson church is the first church i ever felt safe in and it's mainly because they have a queer pastor. Like that is yeah. the coolest thing. Mm -hmm. And he tells these stories that are really inspiring and welcoming and not like shoving stuff down your throat, but open and like saying like, it's ultimately just be good to other people. Like, yeah, it's really cool to hear that kind of stuff. Yeah. And they, the they book artists like that as well. Yeah, you know, so that's I just love them. I yeah, know. so uh, artists who have an idea or maybe just have an idea that you might have an idea, if you're listening to the podcast or if you're here, Judson Church is a great place to just show yeah. up and be like, ah, and they'll be like, yep, yeah, come on and do that. Yeah. It's really amazing. Yeah. So you have some more songs. Yeah. I'm going to get out of the way yeah. and let you do some more music. All right. We thank do. you. It's Anna we Kate actually, Band. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. Our, our next song is... Uh, My love has got a humor, she's a cute at a funeral, those 
everybody's disapproval. I should have worshipped her sooner. If the heavens ever did speak, she's the last true mouthpiece. Every Sunday's getting more bleak. Fresh poison each week. We were born sick. You heard them say it. My church hop was no absolute. She tells me worship in the bedroom. The only heaven I'll be sent to is when I'm alone with you. I was born sick, but I love it. Command me to beware. your cover if he somehow wants to take us on tour we're ready for you <laughs> um now that i lost my voice I know. Uh, so yeah so this is pride week and uh <laughs> it's an interesting pride because we're at a point where you know okay so marriage equality happened and you know there's still things to fight for within our community and i feel like We've been lying dormant a little bit, and uh, I don't know, this, this pride was, there's a lot of good things being brought up, and you know, there's the genderqueer community, there's the trans community, there's trans women of color community that we really need to be taking care of and uh, paying attention to. So um, this is a love song to the genderqueer community in particular. It's called Find Your Beautiful. And uh, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. We were recording all weekend in the studio, so we kind of only got a chance to pop out for the Dyke March on Saturday. But we were, as Michael said, very moved by all the resisting happening at Pride and very moved by no justice, no Pride actions that were happening in cities. Pride started out as a riot, so, you know, um, we were really moved by that. Um, and this is a, a love song, one of many, but it means a lot to us, and we're happy to share it with you. Yesterday they felt like a woman Today they are the best man Confused is not the word to use That's just how they began Today a battle over pronouns Discomfort transforms into blame On the surface folks ask if it's worth it Why'd you have to go and change? Oh, 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 find your beautiful. Oh, oh, define your beautiful. Each day becomes a field of landmines lacking common courtesy. Boundaries defined by gendered icons Who can even speak? Please call me by my right name They say a foreign word Mama says where'd my little girl go? Blind to see how that can hurt Oh, oh, oh Find your Define your beautiful They felt like a woman Today they are the best man Confused is not the word to use That's just how they began Oh, oh, oh Find your beauty your beautiful Oh, oh Define we have one more song for you guys can we get a big um, round of applause for Sharice Francisco please thank you to you guys catch her while she's in town she's an amazing singer and performer Um, and also Michael can we have a bigger like round of applause for Michael Thank you so much for creating this space, Michael. Do you want to say anything about this song? Uh, no. This song's called Shipwrecked in My Motel Room. I went down to the sea to watch the sun rise. I 
In my motel room I cannot sleep Oh, I can feel my doom Help me, I'm at sea In my bed, in my motel room I'm at sea, I can't sleep In my motel room Help me, I'm at sea in my motel room I cannot breathe Oh, I can feel my doom It's just me in the ship Underneath the moon It's just me shipwrecked In my motel room Oh, it seems I've been lost I've been lost at Seems I've been lost, I've been lost for years. All the waves they're caving in on me, and I can't breathe. All the ceiling and the ground they're kissing one another, and I'm in between. was lost but it seems that I'm found even when my feet are not on the ground thought I was lost but it seems that I'm found even when my feet are not on the ground and all the lost but it seems that I'm found when you're feeling down 
And I'll be your last but When you cannot find the ground I'll be your lighthouse When you're feeling down is taken I'll be your lighthouse When you cannot find the Thought I was lost, but it seems that I'm found. I'm found, I'm found, I'm found, I'm found. I thought I was lost, but it seems that I'm found. I'm found, I'm found, I'm found, I'm found at sea. Thank you so much, everyone. That was the Anna Kate Band. Thank you. Uh, thank you, everyone, for coming tonight. I'm super excited. Thanks for everyone who performed. If you're listening to the podcast or if you're here, you can go to MikeyPod.com when this podcast goes up, and I'll have links to all the artists and all the different things we talked about, so you can quickly go to all the places and support all these great artists. Uh, my name is Michael Heron, and thank you for uh, coming and listening.